Hello everyone and the topic which we want to take today is a very interesting topic. We are going to discuss about how we think in the extremes, how our thoughts go in the extreme, which is either hot or cold or we look at black and black or white rather than taking a path in between. And the topic also impact our professional as well as personal life. So that's the topic Santesh which we would like to take today. Yeah, when you are talking about thinking at the extremes, Prasanna, I will just remember it about Uru's conversation. One of the examples he had mentioned, Uru is Prasanna's brother, and many years ago he was telling me about this incident. So he was in a teacher's training program where he worked, he was training these government school teachers. And he told you about this incident where while training the teachers, one of the teachers was extremely upset and agitated with one particular student. The student had taken the compass and while play fighting with another person had both pointed pierced through his hand. So the teacher was extremely agitated, saying that this is the worst thing some kid can do, there is nothing beyond that. And she wasn't even able to see the other side of what when Guru was trying to tell her about this itself. And so Guru was telling me about when you think about the extreme scales, you are never able to kind of perceive anything about beyond that. So he just brought the spirit down first by telling her, yet you have to measure with where you need to stand out on the scale of zero to ten. With the hand because your spirit goes beyond ten. The teacher said, and the guru asked her that instead of his hand, what if it was the eye? Now, where does it stand on the skin? Uh, maybe six. Now, when the skin dropped, you are able to work on the situation on your thought. And that's an incident, an anecdotal incident, which is kind of coming to my mind at the background as we introduced the topic. Yeah, absolutely, Santish, as you rightly said, and I think technically what it is called is uh, catastrophizing and that's what we keep doing many times. And various aspects of our life, we see when new thing comes, where whenever there is a change happening in our life, we take it to such an extreme that we catastrophize it. And or the other side is also where we completely neglect it. Like for example, I would like to talk to the topic on which I am doing some work, some research also, which is the topic of impact of artificial intelligence on our professional lives or our careers. Now if you look at it, the same thing is happening. There are a few people who are at the extreme of it, which is catastrophizing and saying that, oh, we will be ruled by AI, we will be completely uh, devastated and all those things are coming at one extreme. And the other extreme is all these things are new fads and they will vanish very soon. Which I think both are not very good stands to take. I am not saying right or wrong, but not a very good stand to take because it will always be in between like any other technology which we have seen in so many years. Technology has been always a two-sided or two-edged sword as we say. It can be used for the betterment of humanity, but then there are the negative sides of it also which we have seen throughout. So that's again a good example I would say when it comes to extreme thinking. Absolutely, but taking an example of something which does not exist still or still is not abundantly seen as opposed to considering to make it relatable, I would think back at the background thinking that about social media and how people have catastrophized there that now in the light of how that gets are using social media or how uh, it's impacting teenagers in particular, we, we aren't able to kind of then see beyond that. 
that um, what happens actually, the advantages, the positives of social media or uh, the potential of that. And that is where it then becomes a limiting factor. If we see this conversation is part of social media in a way. No, absolutely. And social media also, as you said, the one extreme which we take is that it is absolutely bad and the screen time which we spend is bad. It is not fully wrong. But if you see, for example, a platform like Facebook, for example, I know there are many negative sides of Facebook. We have heard about uh, how analytics uh, has been used to manipulate elections and all those things are there. I'm not saying no. But at the same time, just look at the people of our parents' age who are on Facebook-like platform and are getting connected to their school friends or college friends and have visibility now about their life, what is happening. Otherwise, there was no access at all. They had very little or if there was a visibility if they are in the same town. Of course, they would meet each other. But people who have gone into different cities, different countries, there was zero access. Suddenly, it has opened up. There are several meetups happening of those people in their schools, colleges or their past organizations. So all those things have become possible. Even people of our age who have been into different countries, for example, and who cannot regularly meet other than once in a year visit to their country. So even for them, it is a very good access to keep in touch with their friends, share videos, have Zoom calls. So all those things have made easy. So one extreme is a Zoom call or a Facebook live cannot match a real conversation the way a person meets, which is fully true. But not having a call at all, is much better it is much better to have at least zoom call twice a week or once a week at least for many people yeah and the point is about not highlighting the pros and cons it's about being able to see things as it is what we are trying to highlight in this conversation is that when we start catastrophizing things when we make it beyond the skin there is a filter that comes and then anything other than that is never visible. Even if it comes in front of us, it is always measured against that scale. And therefore, it becomes challenging for us. We become, in a way, impaired to see everything beyond that, even if it is right in front of us. Absolutely. And I think uh, that should be the key takeaway. So for me, what is opening up in this conversation, Shantesh, is that how important it is to come closer to reality and many a times we forget that our thoughts are not real. They are just assumptions and the moment we start getting into the inner layers of it, observing them, mindfully looking at them, we realize that the things which are there in our mind, all these extremes, either catastrophizing it or completely nullifying it, is just a perception which we have created. And that's about it. As you rightly said, we are not going into we should have that or not. It is to acknowledge that the perception exists. Yeah, but how, when we are in a catastrophic situation, it is very easy for somebody else to see that the situation is catastrophic. For Guru to see that the teacher is catastrophizing her situation in a red was very easy. But if Guru himself was catastrophizing, it is almost impossible. It is like you're shut for that. So how do you first identify that and then how do you develop a balance out? Now one thing which comes to my mind in this conversation person is that first and foremost, practicing slowness really allows yourself to slow down your thoughts. Allows you to kind of really bring yourself out of the catastrophic situation. 
things aren't as worse as they are. Imagine that. And once the heel kind of comes down, I think balance becomes easier. Yeah. I I see the other side of slowness which is mindfulness in a way you can say where being mindful about what we are doing how we are doing being aware about it can be a very powerful access to at least see that whether we are catastrophizing it or nullifying or neglecting it yeah and i think we have completed our conversation at that note this what we which i would like to kind of share before we complete is journaling as a practice as really allow you to slow down my thoughts now your mind is constantly racing and you are you know uh, jumping from one thought to another to another but i cannot write that fast i will never be able to kind of match up that speed of the way my mind is jumping around and when you are writing even if your thought is jumping your hand is picking back that part to what text you are writing it jumps again you break it back it jumps again you break it back and my only focus is about writing in cursive at it because throughout the day my habit of cursive writing is gone so it's connecting back to my school days when i was taught how cursive writing is little night that was the norm of the day in a uh, in my school and when you have to write consciously in cursive writing i have to slow down my thoughts deliberate and when you do that it just anchors yourself to the situation and let your writing slowly about that thought you are in a way then detach it from that thought you are not applying it is you but it have to be and when you don't identify yourself with the thought with a sense of detachment it, the anything that was better point that you are there it suddenly felt a reset scale down and in that there is a moment of clarity it comes with practice but practice only happens if we start is we can journal what feels and really check that out and if it helps please share your thoughts uh we would also like to know what you your experience was i think at that note we can complete our today's conversation thank you so much for listening